continuing the Gemara on Daf Ayin Ches from the bottom of Ayin Zayin Mubez. We're going back to the Gemara. The Gemara mentioned that from the Brisa that you're going to be chayev if chayev dal v'hey if you steal a climb. Now, climb over here, we're talking about a combination between a goat and between a sheep, between you call it a keves and between a uh, goat. So in that case, now what you just need to point out, I just want to stress this in case it wasn't clear, that the Pasik says, shor, uh, the Pasik says, shor Now se is a generic word and se means be- basically behemadaka. Okay, so whether you steal a sheep, which is the one with wool on it, or whether you steal a goat, which is the one with hair on it, so they're, slightly, they're definitely different species, either one if you steal, you're going to be chayef dalet. Steal, steal and shecht, or steal and sell. You're going to be chayev dalit. Here we're talking about we have a goat that meets with a sheep and gives birth to a child. We're assuming that that could happen, and it gives birth to a child. That child is called a klayim. It's not a pure bred keves, and it's not going to be a pure bred goat either. It's something in the middle, and therefore, if it's something in the middle, Rashi says it's a combination of a kivsa and a taish. Right, Taish is a goat, Kivsa is a sheep. So if you have a, a non-pure bread, even though both parents are a seh, so we're going to be assuming over here, says the Gemara, that you're going to be chayev. Says the Gemara, five lines up, six lines up, Kalayim, seh, if it says seh. Yama Rava, Rava said a rule. Zeb Bona'av, Rava said, based on some drasha, it's Mechlekes, not here, but Mechlekes and Chul, between Rashi and Taish, exactly what the Makar for Rava is. We'll see it. Bem Shechai Gemara today. Komakam Shenemar seh, and Elohiti has a climb. When the Torah says the word seh, even though set includes a sheep or a goat, but does not include a child that was created from a sheep and a goat together. And that's the case. So while we hear the Pasuk says seh, so why should he be chayv dalvei for a seh? As we said, oi. The rabbi says a claim. Over here it says oi. And the word oi is being my bread, not just a purebred seh, but even a klayim seh. Is the word oi actually a rebuy vatanya? We have the same word and the same drasha, the gabi carbonus. The Pasik says, Shore kesef or ace kivolade, very shivashevan takasimoi. We have a shore or a kesef or an ace. So it's a shore, a sheep, or a goat that gives birth. So seven days you can't bring it as a carbon. On the eighth day you can bring it as a carbon. So we're talking about Hilkas carbonus. And what the other Bryce says, Shore oi kesef, prat leclaim. That a mixed combination over there, a, pl- a, pl- a klayim animal is not mutter to be brought as a carbon. Oi eis, what is the word oi before eis coming? Pratla nidman. Nidman means both parents are the same species, but the child comes out looking like a different species. That's a nidman. It looks different. Actually, genetically purebred, but it looks different. And that's also going to be puzzled as a carbon. So we see in that price of the word oi is being moitzi from klayim. Amorava, no, hacham and yonan dekrav, hacham yonan dekrav. Each one, you have to look at based on the context of the Pasuk. Hachagabe, Geneva, what are the two animals? The two animals that it says in the Pasuk are Shor, Oiseh. Shor, Oiseh. A Shor cannot mate with a Seh. As Rashi points out, just biologically simply, a Shor has a nine-month gestation period. A Behemadaka Seh has a five-month gestation period. And therefore, that's how, at least in those days, they understood. Therefore, they cannot mate and produce a viable Vlad. And therefore, if the Pasuk says Shor, there's no way that that would include Kalayim by itself because you can't make a client from a Shar and a Seh therefore if it says the word Oi that's coming to be Moitzi from the context of the Pasuk and it's coming to be Marbe Kalayim Gabe Kachim that at least at the end of the Pasuk it says Keves Ve'ez Tixtif Keves Ve'ez Shatiyokal Haitzi Kalayim a Keves and an Ez a sheep and a goat could 
produce a child. So then you would, generally speaking, just with the word keves ve'ez, you would assume it includes a child from both of them. So then oy is lamayatu. So then oy is actually being memayat a claim. So each one, sometimes if the context of the Pesach includes a klayim. Then oy is mamayrit. If the content of the Pesach is not including klayim, like shor and seh, then we're going to assume oy is being marvet. So even though Rav is right that the word seh, generally speaking, does not mean klayim, we'll see in what context that is shortly. In this case, because it says the word oy, it is marvet klayim. Says, but wait a second. But Gabi Kodshim, you didn't read the whole Pesach. But Gabi Kodshim on top, nami nemar, shor oy kesef. Pesach says shor oy kesef oyez. So you're right, kesef oyez, could mate and produce a child, so the word oy is mamayda klayim, but shar and kesev, which is the beginning towards the apostle, cannot mate. She'enat yachla etzi klayim emineim, and then venarbi, and then therefore, and that oy should be marba klayim. So I'm going to know. With the seifa lamayat, from the fact that shar, that kesev and a's would include a klayim, so oy over there is lamayat, so the oy in the ratio is also lamayat. We're talking about other rabba. With the ratio of the rabba is from the fact that shor oy kesef would not produce a klayim, and therefore oy is marba the klayim. So say for nam the rabba, sefer is also going to be marba. So how do you know which way to learn the pasuk? If anything, you should be machmir and say a klayim is no good, or maybe who knows? So my No, I can make sense out of this. Iyamar pishma lemayit that it's coming to be mamayit and telling you that a klayim is no good. Who did such tremutis? You need to have two words. It says shor oy kesef oy is. Why does it say the word twice? The alpha got to be climb, it's a nidme. Because you need to be mayat both a climb which is not a pure bread, and you need to be mayat a nidme, which is a pure bread, but doesn't look like it. So therefore, if we have a choice, how to dash in this pasik? Should we dash in this pasik as two miyutim or two ribuyim? Because the ratio of the pasik, the oy is mashma a ribuy, and the safe of the pasik, pasik is mashma a miyut, makes more sense to say that the safe is the ikr, it's a miyut, and we need two miyutim to be mayat a Klayim, which of course is less kosher because it's a, not a pure bread, and to be made a nidme, which even though it's pure bread, since it doesn't look like the parents, it's also going to be usher. Eliyam, the rabbi is, if you can tell me it's being marbet, why would you need two? Hashta klayim, Arbile, once you tell me that klayim is good, because that's the Pasuk's talking about, nidme mi boy, so if a non pure bread is kosher, so for sure a pure bread that just looks different is kosher, every klayim is a nidme anyways, the chayr. And therefore, makes more sense to say in the context of Kachim that the oy is being mamayat, and it's telling me both a climb and a nidma are puzzle, as opposed to our Brajasha, when it says oy by se, it's telling me a climb is going to be chayiv and dalad vehe. Okay. Says the Gemara, so if that's the case, you tell me this word oy is mamayat as climb, and this word oy is marba climb. Elohadam, Rav Zebon, Rav Kamakam, Shnemar, saying Elohaitis a climb. So when Rav said, no, whenever it says the word se by itself, now remember, by. By the Pasuk of Kodshim over there, this Pasuk does not say the word Seh. It says, Shor Oy Kesev It doesn't say the word Seh. By the Pasuk by Dalvahe, it does say the word Seh. Shor Kiyagnev is Shor Oy Seh. But we're saying that Seh is not Mamayat Klaim, because it has a special word Oy. So what was Rav talking about? Rav said that when it says Seh, it does not mean a Klaim. What, in what context was he talking? My Ila Kodshim. Now there is a Pasuk of Seh by Kodshim. The Pasuk says, in Parsha Shlach, when it's talking about the Nedavas that you're bringing and the the sachem that you bring him, it says, bikfasim. So it does say set over there. So according to Rava, does that mean that you cannot bring a klayim as a carbon? Right? So we just learned that from our pasuk. We don't need it from over there. Behejik sebu. Right? We already learned how shar oikesef pratla klayim. We just said that we already know that you cannot bring a klayim as a carbon. So I don't need the word seh in Parsha Shlach to teach me according to Rava's rule that you can't bring a klayim for a carbon. We already learned that out from shar oikesef Okay, so what else would it be being mayat? 
So if it's Rebbe, what about a Meiser? We know we have a din of Meiser Behemo. And Meiser Behemo, it's the tenth animal you bring as a carbon. Now Rashi points out, it does not say the word Se by Meiser Behemo. Right, it says tsoin over there. Right, it says tsoin, and still Rub is going to be telling you that it's going to be puzzle. Right, it says the well, why? In the ma'aser behema, tachas tachas yolif mikotchim. Again, I, I wouldn't need a drasha for that at all because we learn now from kotchim. Just like kotchim, shor oy kesev oy ez is mayat klayim. So we learn out exerishava many many halachas tachas tachas that tachas kol sheyavar tachas hashavit, and the pasuk says. Also, by Kodshim Tachas, and therefore we learn out from there that the halachas of Kodshim and the halachas of Maisemeim are the same. It's just like my Kodshim, you tell me a climb is possible. So by Maisemeim, a climb would be possible. I don't need any of Ravash Drosh's. Ila Bechor, what do you remember about, about carbon Bechor? What if a Bechor, uh, if you have a Bechor that's born, that's from a climb? Havar Havar, Yalf Mi Maiser. We learned that out. Havar Bimaiser. Havarta Koparechem. Koparechem, it says by Bechor. And it says, Bechor Shaya Avor, Tachas Ashavet. So we learn out whatever is possible for Maiser is possible for. Bechor. So for sure, Oikesev, we learn out that a climb is possible as a carbon. We learn out from there to Meiser Behema that it's possible as a Meiser Behema. We learn out from there it's possible for a Bechor. So what exactly is Robert teaching me when he says the word Se is a Mayat climb? In what context? In every context, we already have some sort of special drasha, either excluding Rav Zalacha or we already know Rav Zalacha. Inami, another reason I know that a Bechor you don't need a pasuk for it. Nidma amrit le. We already know a nidma that doesn't look like the parents as pasal as bechor. Dixiv ach bechor shor, and we dash at you shor at you who shor bechor shor. That the bechor has to look like the parent, and if the bechor does not look like the parent, it's not a bechor at all. That pasal's a nidma. So climb me boy. So for sure climb, which is at least a nidma. and it's even worse because it's not even a pure bread. For sure, that's going to be pasal as bechor. So again, back to our question: What's the case? Well, we need Ravish Josh. We have a local called Petah Chamor. That you have a Bechor of a Chamor born. So it says, Bechor, you say, Bechor, Chamor, Tifte, Beseh. You should be poide that Petah Chamor with a Seh. Okay, so a Seh means you can use, as we said, you can use a, a, a sheep or a goat. Can you use a climb, a combination between them? It says, Rava, you cannot. Because it's not an Ein you cannot be poid the chamar loy be egel because it says beser, but loy be chaya, right? It can't be with a, a, a chaya wild animal at svi or ayal because that's also not a ser. But loy be shchuta can't be with a dead shchut a ser that's not a ser either. But loy be trefa can't be one that's alive but we know it has a hole in the longer or something. The loy be klayim, the loy be koi or kvi. So you can't use a kvi, which is also a combination. And you can't use a climb. How do you know you can't use a climb? L'chaira, if both parents are a keves or a tayish, so then l'chaira, it is like a seh. That's Rabbah's halacha. That is l'hoitzi from climb, that even though it's pure bread, not pure bread, but even though both parents are a seh, l'maisa, this animal is possible to be used for patachamor. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Lazar did not have to Rabbi Lazar Dafka says you could use a climb for petachamor. This not Rabbi Lazar not to be climb. The says both parents are included in set, whether it's a keves and a tayish, etc. A goat, sheep doesn't matter. Both parents are included. If both parents are included, the child is also mutter to be used for petachamor. So according to Rabbi Lazar, back to our question: What's Rav excluding with set? obviously is not going to tell you is but according to Rebelazer we're going to say the Pshat and Rebbe is for a whole different there's a whole discussion now we're going to open up if you have kosher animals 
sheep, goats, etc., that give birth to animals that don't look kosher. So if you have a sheep, two sheep, and they give birth to an animal, it's called a kolut. A kolut means that the baby that's born does not have split hooves. Totally genetically a sheep. Just some sort of genetic mutation, and it does not have split hooves. Is that animal kosher or not? So the Gemara says like this. If you have a tome, that was So if you have a situation over here where you have a para that gave birth to something that looks like a horse. Okay, now in this case, the father is a horse. Okay, so a para mates with a horse, or a cow mates with a horse, and gives birth to a horse-looking animal. Or actually says you can have a, ra- a rachel shield of a chazir, so you can have a sheep that mates with a male pig and gives birth to something that looks like a pig. So that animal is going to be aser bachilo. The said zayis beima shatoichlu says shor se. Savim. The Pasik says in Dvarmia Dal, you can eat Shor Sek Savim. And what does it mean by Se? Se means that even though, says Rava, that the mother is a Se, and if the mother's a Se or if the mother's a Para, we should assume the child is a kosher animal as well. That here, because the father is a non kosher animal, therefore, we're going to assume the child is a not kosher animal. If the child's a not kosher animal, that's what Se is excluding. That a se, even though the Pasik says over here, even though, because says Asher Toichlu Zayis Behem Asher Toichlu Shor Se Ksavim, that's teaching me that Se, as opposed to a client, that if the father is not a kosher animal, you cannot eat the child. Udolai Kirby Yeshua. Now, Lachera, this does not work according to Shita Shabbi Yeshua, who doesn't argue on the halacha. He just says it's a different drasha. Gilei Yeshua Misek Savim Veseizim. The pasuk says Zayis Behem Asher Toichlu Shor Seik Savim. That's actually what the Pasuk really says. It says the word say twice. So Rabbi Shur learns it out from the fact that it says the word ksavim. Why is it ksavim? So it has to be that both parents are a chemist. Whereas Rav is learning it out from the fact that it says the word se. Okay, so they're arguing on a technical detail on where you learn it out from, but they both agree that the halacha that we're learning here is, is that even though the mother is a kosher animal, if the father is not a kosher animal, the child is not kosher. So therefore what Rav has said is big rule. That when it says the word se in the Torah, it means not claim. This is the context they're in. So it's not talking about kachim, because that we already know. It's not talking about geneva dalavei, because then we said you are going to be chayev, aren't going to be claim. So either it's talking about the case of petachamar, and if you disagree and hold petachamar is mutter beklayim, then it's telling you this halacha legabe uh, the kashras of the yam. Says the Gemara, in fact, it doesn't make any sense. This whole drasha makes no sense. We have a rule. We have a rule, a biological rule that the Gemara says in Chulin, that a not-kosher animal cannot mate with a kosher animal. It will not produce an offspring. And therefore, what are you telling me, a drasha over here? If you have a cow that mates with a, with a horse, or if you have a sheep that mates with a chazir, what's the lach of the vlads? We learn it out either because it says the word ksavim, or because it says the word and says mamayit klayim, you cannot have such a case. You cannot have a para mating with a horse, and you cannot have a rachel mating with a chazir. It doesn't work. So if it doesn't work, you're never going to have an offspring. What do you have a drasha for? It's my in. There is a case. The Kaimalon me Ibra Mikolut Kurb Shimin. And this is what I mentioned earlier. What about a case where you have a genetic mutation born from two kosher parents? So if you have a genetic mutation born from two kosher parents, so you have a sheep 
and a sheep mates with another another sheep, no problem, and it gives birth to a Vlad. This Vlad does not have split hooves. What is the halacha of that child? So it's actually Machlaikis Rashi brings Machlaikis to Shimon and other Tanoi and then the Rabbanan in Mesechtas Bechiris. If Shimon says that animal is totally not kosher, you're not allowed to eat that animal. He learns it out from Joshua's. The animal does not have split hooves, you're not allowed to eat it. And over there, we say, Bishua says, no, the Vlad is kosher. The Vlad, since it had two kosher parents, if it has at least one simon of kashras, you, you can eat that animal. Now, if that animal goes ahead and mates with a, another kosher animal, that's our sugya. So according to Shimon, that animal is totally not kosher, but it's genetically a sheep. And therefore, if it mates with another sheep, it'll work. The Vlad is going to be not kosher based on these drushes we're saying. According to Bishu also, even though the Vlad itself is kosher, since it only Lamaisa has one simen, even though you're allowed to eat it, if it mates with another kosher animal and gives birth, which it could genetically do, Lamaisa, that child of that Vlad, is going to be, meaning the grandchild, Kilu, is going to be also not kosher. And that's what he's going to learn out from either the word sel like Rava or the word ksavim like Yeshua had said. But that's the case. So you cannot, you're right, you cannot have a case of a horse and a cow. You cannot have a case of a rachel and a chazir as Rashi originally said. Rather, we're talking about a kosher animal with this uh, mutation. So we could debate whether the mutation is kosher or not. That's a machlekes Yeshua and Rabbi Shimon. But everybody agrees that if the mutation now mates with another kosher animal, each child is for sure not going to be kosher based on this drasha of se of things. So therefore we're coming out when Rava said that a se excludes a client. This is the case that he's talking about. Either he's talking about the case of Petah Hamar, that you cannot use a client for Petah Hamar, or he's talking about in this situation where you have a kosher animal mating with a technically kosher, but lamaisa, not kosher animal, then that offspring from that will not be considered kosher or the kuliyama, based on the shrasha of Rava or Yeshua said, based on the fact that it says ksavim, twice. Nusugya, by Rava. Someone says he wants to be a carbon oil. And he's mafresh shar, and he's makdish the shar. And someone steals the shar. Now, according to the Rabbanan, you stole from Hegdish, you totally potter, it's not Re'eyo, we said, two drushes, and therefore you're potter. But according to Shema, we said, since you said, Hare Alai, you're Makabla Achrayis, that the original owner has to replace that carbon, in which case, when the carbon gets stolen, we said that the Ganav is Ke'ilu, stealing the Bailam's carbon because it is of financial value to him, so the Ganav has to bring that. Now, if the animal's alive, of course, he just brings it as a carbon. But if the animal's not alive, it got lost, or whatever it is, so the Ganav has to reimburse the original owner, so he can bring his carbon. What does he have to reimburse him with? So, me potter ganef nafshe bekeves lerabonon ubalazayif lebelazman azayah. Fascinating shaila. When you say haray alai oila, you can bring one of three carbonas. You can bring a cow, which is very expensive. It's a mitzvah mina mufcher. You could bring a sheep, less expensive. Or, according to lebelazman azayah, you could even bring a bird. So what does the, when the Ganav, when we say the Ganav has to reimburse the Bailim over here because he has to make sure he can bring his carbon, does he have to bring the same value type of carbon? Or can he bring anything which counts as a carbon either? The Ganav can give to the person and say, here, be Yitzhak. This none. If someone says he wants to bring a carbon either, Tanakama says, you have a chemist, you can bring him in a sheep. You can bring Torah, Benayayna. So my, me, I mean, in shame, or the The only question is, you stole something from me that I could have used to bring a carbon oil. So you have to help me bring a carbon oil. 
you, there's no halacha there that says you have to help me bring it mitzvah and a mufcher. I want the best. And therefore, I assumed I was going to bring, yes, maybe I could have brought a sheep or, or a bird myself, of course, but I was going to bring a cow. You see, I was makdish to cow, and therefore the ganav has to reimburse me for a cow. Similar shayla thing to discuss if you steal from someone an esrik. Right? An esrik itself is not really worth anything. It's just a lemon, right? It's not a citrus fruit. It's not worth much to a guy, but to us it's worth a ton of money. So do you have to give me back a kosher esrik, or do you have to give me mitzvah and a mufcher esrik? They bring, try to bring rise from this gemara back and forth. All I have to do is make sure that you can bring a kosher carbon. Whatever the minimum that allows you to bring a kosher carbon, that's what the Ganif has to reimburse him for. That when you have a carbon that is stolen from you, the Ganif only has to reimburse you the minimum that he needs to be able to bring a kosher carbon. Continues the Mishnah. If the Ganif stole the animal and he goes and sells it, he sells he's gonna What if he doesn't sell the whole animal? What if he sells ninety nine percent of the animal? He keeps one percent for himself. Or let's say the Ganif stole from his shutif. Okay, so if he stole from his shutif, he stole the shutif's half. They, they own the animal, chetzi chetzi, the Reuben and Shimon. Reuben stole Shimon's half and then went ahead and sold it. Lemaise, when he sold it, he was allowed to sell half of that animal because half that animal was his. So he didn't do a mechira kula b'isr. Or a sheikhif and it's not the other. What a case where, now we talked earlier about a shechita ru'uya, a shechita she'ena ru'uya. Here we're talking about a case where it was not a, not a shechita at all. If it was a shechita that you shot it with a gun, that's not a shechita. We discussed earlier if you shechted it, it turns out it was a trefa. If you shechted it and you couldn't eat it because it was a, it was kachim bachutz, etc. Mechul and bazara. Here it wasn't even a shechita. You blew its head off with a gun. And it became an avela. Hanoichif, you choked it, a ma'aki, you ripped out the simonim. So in that case, all these cases, of course, you stole it. So, in terms of shechita, it's not considered shechita at all. Akuli alma. In terms of the case where you had a shutfus in it, so it's not a mechira kulei. And also, when you only sold ninety nine percent of it, you didn't sell the whole thing. So, if you didn't sell the whole thing, it's not considered a mechira. Says the Gemara. My chutz What does that mean that you sold ninety nine percent? What percent? One percent you kept for yourself. What does that mean? Any one percent? It has to be that you kept for yourself something which is basically edible. Something which you needed the shechita for. So we'll see the drush on the Pasuk in a few minutes. So then, thing. but according to, Rava, according to Rav, if you said, I'm selling you the entire animal, but I'm keeping the wool, since the wool is not a davar nitar imoy b'shechita, that's not a chesarin in the mechira, and that would be considered a good mechira, and yechayev dal Levi said, even if you kept... Just the wool, even though it's not nitri mebashrita, if you kept any, basically, according to Levi, any part of the animal I keep, it's not considered a full mechir. We have a price like this. The price is as follows. That if you say like Levi said, that's also going to be a chesarn in the mechir. Mesway of the following price. The price that goes through the shittas on this. If you said the Ganif sold the animal to a third party, except for the arm, meaning the foreleg. The rear leg. The horns. Or the wool. So anything. Tanakama says anything you leave off is going to be considered a chesar. That's mashma like Levi. Definitely not fitting with Rav. Rav said only. Not Gizizu said. 
Okay, so the Rav does not fit in the Tanakhama. Let's see the next sheet. Rabbi Yemer, Dover Ma'akiv B'Shchita, Enim Hashem Tushim Yabar Chamisha, V'Sheinim Ma'akiv B'Shchita, M'Sham Tushim Yabar Chamisha. Rabbi says, the only thing that if you hold back, it's a problem, is if you hold back something, not that requires Shchita, like Rav said, but something that's affecting the Shchita. Meaning, if you say, I'm not selling you the Kanan Veshet, or Rashi says, even if you say, I'm not selling you the liver or the lungs, something which would make the shechita not a good shechita, if you hold that back, that's not considered a proper sale. But if you sell the whole animal, but not including the leg, the bottom half of the leg, let's say, which does not make it a tray for anything, then that's, according to Rebbe, that's a totally kosher shechita. Totally kosher mechir. So that also does not fit with Rav. Rav said anything which is matir from the shechita, not anything that affects the shechita. Rav Shemir Allah if you if you hold back the horns that I'm selling you the whole thing from the horns that's a chesar and it's not considered a mechira but for the shearings the hair or the wool then you do pay davar chemisha so that doesn't fit either into rav so bishma levi katanakama levi is clearly katanakama that if it's going to anything that you hold back is going to be a chesar fine. Levi does not fit in Rebbe, Levi does not fit in Shem El Rav, Kiman, Rav doesn't fit in anybody. Rav said if you hold back meat that becomes edible through Shita, that doesn't fit in any of these three Shitas. Amri Rav, Domar, Kiatanya. There's actually a fourth Tanya brought in a different price. So, this Tanya, Shem Now, this is obviously the same as Shem Lazar, but there's a different version of Shem Lazar Shita. Machr, Chutzmi Yoder, Chutzmi Ragla. If you leave over a piece of the meat, the edible parts of the animal, then it's a concern in the Mechira, and Mishamta Shiva Chemisha. Chutzmi Karno, Chutzmi Gazef. It's not the edible part, the horns, the hair, etc., then it's not considered a concern, you are Dupe Abra Vachamisha. So clearly, Rav would go like the second, second version. Now, what's the whole like? It's a bit magnificent. Tanakama Sarah, Tanakama, who said, like Levi, Vitavchai Kulabinan, Umachai Kulabinan. He says, Vitavchai, you shech the entire animal. Right? When you shech it, you shech it all. So when you sell it, you have to sell it all. And if you leave over any part, whether it's the horns, the hair, edible, not edible, doesn't matter, it's a chesarn, and therefore it's not considered a good mechira. Just like when you shech it, you shech the whole thing. When you sell it, you sell the whole thing. Simple. Rabbi Savar, Rabbi says it's similar, Joshua, but it takes it a different way. The Tavchai is midi dehavi betvicha. That when it says you shecht it, that's defining what is considered the sale on the Mechira part. Something which affects the Tvicha, lafuki midi lehavi betvicha. And then a Machri, dumi the Tvicha. When it says a Tavchai, it means something that affects the Tvicha if you don't sell. If you don't shecht, of course, the kana, the veshet, or if it's something that affects the shechita, like the kaveh, the reya, the lungs and the hearts, etc. That would obviously not be a good shechting. So that would also be a chasarin in the mechira. Just like in tvicha, you need to have a proper tvicha, you have to have a proper shechita. In the mechira also, anything which was a chasarin in the shechita would also be a chasarin in the mechira. That's how Rebbe learned. Mshimalazar, the first version of Mshimalazar. Savarkarna, the horn, the Lavla Migzekami. You don't normally cut off the horns, have a shear. So if you don't sell those, they're considered part of the animal. You don't cut off horns, and therefore they're part of the animal. If you leave them off, it's a chesar, because you sell, but the hair or the wool, etc., that you're normally going to shear it off, So that we understand the three sheetas in the first price. 
What about Rav and the second version of Shimon Lazar? Anything which is affected by the Tvich, that you can't eat them or use them until you shech The horns or the hair. has nothing to do with the And again, because it says, anything affected by the Shechita is what's included in the Mechira. Anything which is not affected by the Shechita, according to Shimon Lazar or Rav, meaning the horns, the hair, etc., then you do not have to sell those, you can hold those back, and it's not a chesar. So, Kasha of Shimalazar, we have two different versions of Shimalazar. So, we have four shitas again on what's a chesar in the mechir. What if you steal an animal that's missing the leg to begin with? Or it's limp, it's blind. And if you steal a behema of shutfin, all these cases, chayv, you're going to be, and you shecht it and sell it, or sell it, you're going to be chayv dalvei, because you, you stole the animal. The fact, if it's missing the leg, doesn't matter. You, whatever you, there was, you stole. And then if it's blind or lame, that makes no difference. We're going to focus on the second half of this b'risa about the shutfin. So it says, if you steal a behema shutfin, so you're going to be chayv dalvei, right? Shutvin shegonvu paturim, but two shutvin that do steal are going to be putter and dalvei. Now shutvin shegonvu are going to be chayv in the geneva. You can have two ways shutvin shegonvu. You can have two people steal together. The mamish lift it up and take it out. Rashi and Bametzia says you can also just like the jeshtech dvarvera for the <coughs> excuse me for the dalvei. You can talk about jeshtech dvarvera and you can have shlichus also for. The stealing itself, if I'm stealing for myself, I could steal for you, if you allow me. That's a separate debate. But Shutra and Shagandra are going to be, are going to be putter in Dalad Vehe. In fact, my Vatani, Shutra and Shagandra are chayev in Dalad Vehe. So if you have two Shutra who steal, Reuven and Shimon steal from Levi's animal and they shecht it, so then you're going to be chayev Dalad Vehe. But if Reuven steals from, Reuven and Shimon have a Shutra in one animal, and Reuven steals Shimon's animal, so in that case, or if Reuven and Shimon, Reuven and Shimon steal Levi's animal, but they're, that they're all shutfin them together, so like we said, that's not kuloi be'isser in terms of the tvicha and the mechira, therefore you're not going to be chayv. Esfei Ravalor of Nachmon says, Yomel shutif shagon ha'mechavir v'shutfin shagon v'yir chayovim tamlamer tavchay kuloi be'inon v'leka. It says, you would think the shutif shagon ha'mechavir v'shutfin shagon v'yir chayovim tamlamer v'leka. That's the question. The question is, are you doing it l'shem yichaveri or not? Rashi says, "Shutav shetavach l'das chaveri mishalman bein shneim diikot tavchei kula bechiyuva that tavach chayev al chelkoi vechaveri nami yosashiach." So whichever one shechts it, it's yeshech tavachaveri and he shechts it for the other one. But next Rashi, shutav shetavach shaloy l'das chaveri poter telekot tavchei kula bechiyuva because then you're not going to be chayev at all. On the tvicha, why? If he doesn't know I'm shechting it, I'm not a shliach. Then I'm like a third party, which of course a third party is not chayiv for tvicha and mechira. It's only the ganav himself, and I'm not going to be chayiv at all over in this case. And Rashi points out, even on my half, I'm not going to be chayiv. The whole ma'isa shechita and the ma'isa mechira was not kulei be'isser. And therefore, in this case, I'm going to be totally putter. So, as we said over here, it depends on the nature of what's going on here. Even if you have shutvin shegonvu, it depends if they both agree to the shechita and the tvicha, then they both be chayiv. If they don't both agree, then nobody's going to be chayiv anything.
What if I say, I'm selling it to you, but for 30 days, I'm allowed to do work with it? Is that called a mechir? What if I say, I'm selling it to you to shecht? In the meantime, I'm going to use it to plow my fields until you decide to shecht it. Is that called a full mechir? What if I say, I'm selling it to you, the animal's pregnant, I'm selling you the mother, and I'm keeping the vlat when it gives birth? Says so on that last one, leave it the Uber Yerachimu, Leti Balachta Shairba. See if you all the Uber Yerachimu and has the same halacha. It's a Gemara and Tmur Rashi brings. So there's no question that I'm being chaser in the mother and it's not considered a full machira. Kiti Balachman, the Amar Uber Yabalachim. If you have Uber Yabalachim, I might. Even though it's not the same vlad, but it's, a, it's not the same goof, but it's attached. It's expected to be separated at some point. Some people say it the other way. If you're talking about a vlad that needs the mother to be shechted for it to become kosher. As Rashi points out, Rashi doesn't say it over here, actually, that if you have, let's say, a Ben Pakua, so if you have a Vlad that it itself, when it's born, is going to be dead, and therefore there's no way to be matir. The only way to be matir that Vlad is if you shech the mother, so then it's, even if you're but we know there's a locha, that if it's inside the mother, if you shech the mother, it's going to be a kosher to eat the Vlad. So since it's a shri by the shri, the command is shayar begufudam, and therefore, in terms of our halacha, in terms of halacha shechita, they're considered one, and therefore, maybe in terms of halacha machira, they'll also be considered one if you don't sell the Vlad, it's not a machira. But these shilohs we say teku, also on the shlash and also on the malachta, it seems to be say teku. One more shiloh. Buyer of Papa, Gunva What if you steal an animal, then you chop off the leg, and, you, and the leg you throw away has nothing to do with anything, and now you sell the rest of the animal. The animal is alive, didn't make it a tray for anything like that. You cut off the bottom of the leg, and now you sell it. If you hold that Dalveza did in the Gineva, so what you stole, you did not sell, because part of it you chopped off. But if you hold Dalveza on the selling, I sold everything there is right now. Well, part of the animal fell off beforehand, or I cut it off, doesn't matter. Lamaisa, I sold everything there is. So if you need that the Dalveza that you sold everything that was stolen, or do you need to sell everything that you have now? In this shadow, we say, take go. Okay, I'd come.